3: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
1: This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre.
4: What's up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Friday, January 7th. The weekend is upon us, guys. We made it to week. 18 in the NFL. I can't believe it. It's such a long marathon. It's, you know, listen, I know this is going to sound silly. Guys out there digging ditches and doing real difficult jobs. And I'm out here talking about grinding away on gambling on the NFL. It is a long grind, man. Four plus months of this stuff and we finally made it to week 18. After this, you can just drill down on each game individually should be a lot more fun. And we don't have to worry, I don't think, about as much with the day-to-day injury reports and the COVID lists. Like, there's only a couple games. Like, any news pops instantly. Um, So we made it to week 18. I will say this is going to be a hectic first weekend of the year, Um, you know, with the family and kids getting sports. And COVID right now is just a complete mess out here in California. We know a lot of people are sick. And then they keep testing, and they don't have COVID. They just have, like, a flu or cold. But you get nervous and then you don't want to send your kids to school. And it's like, well, how long does this crap have to last for? You know, it's very frustrating. And you, here's the other thing. You can't really get a COVID test anywhere uh, in the, you know, you know, probably like a 20 mile radius of where we live in L.A. And it's just like everywhere you go, they're sold out. So my wife, a couple of days ago, was able to quickly get around and call and show up and grab a couple uh, tests. And like, you know, we've had some tests in our house, all negative, like feel fine, you know, but. You want to be careful. Uh, for instance, I have a group of dads that I roll with. Um, this is going <laughs> to sound so nerdy, but this is what I do on the pod. And, um, you know, a bunch of them got these new uh, e-bikes. Uh, they're called like rad bikes. So they jokingly call themselves the rad riders. Of course, I just roll up in the car or I walk down to where the drinking takes place. <laughs> and, um, you know, you had plans to go out Thursday night. Let's Let's hit it Thursday night. First night of the year. Let's get it started and all of a sudden Wednesday well got covid protocols in my house going to have to call an audible for you guys we'll we'll uh, try to plan something for next week and then Thursday two more guys you know uh we got so many covid protocols that's the new thing of course everybody you got a kid in cp or um you know family member in cp uh, and I'm listen this is just keeping it real A couple nannies in cp uh which has everybody kind of rattled so bottom line it's not just affecting sports um but life as well however that being said um the show must go on and um i'm excited today we'll be going on cowherd show to give out some more winners um it's weird cowherd and i and of course howard stern and uh, my wife as well all january birthdays capricorn baby beasts um, I don't know if you're into that signage stuff. I'm not really, but you know kind of, you kind of know what you are. You know mostly the parents get into the sign and then they hand it down to the kids. I don't read I haven't read a horoscope. geez, 25, 30 years maybe you know, you look at them in the back when the newspaper was readily available, usually the horoscopes were with the comics at the back of the sports section. so you'd eventually get to the end of the sports section and check it out. but like I don't even know where you'd read a horoscope now. Um, so anyways, we're all Capricorns. Uh, I actually share a birthday with Howard Stern. Fun fact. Um, I haven't listened to Stern in a while. I dropped Sirius, oh, probably a year and a half ago, two years ago, maybe. It's funny. Um, you could probably draw a parallel between my listening intake into sports talk radio and dovetailing into podcasts. It's just like brr, push, podcasts and then through the roof. Like when I'm in the car, I'm listening to podcasts. I'm not doing as much radio, which is why I think you guys will notice the advertising on the pod is picked up, which is always good. And I think the more we look at radio and podcasts a lot in the coming years, the advertising will pivot from radio to podcasting. Because now you, your phone's with you everywhere, and you can listen to podcasts all the time. Eventually, some of these radio stations will get hip and start putting podcasts as radio shows. Although, with the breaks and the commercials and the updates, and all, it gets a little difficult. And that's kind of the beauty of the podcast. So this today will be a bit of an abbreviated weekend pod. I did record an incredible, yes, incredible interview. I'm going to save it for Monday, and I will tease the guest. All I will say... You know, Monday obviously is the big Georgia-Alabama game, national championship, the natty. I recorded an interview on Thursday with a former Alabama quarterback. That's all I'm going to say. That's it. Don't bother a guess. I'm not going to tease it. You'll have to wait for Monday. I mean, I, hopefully nothing big changes, uh, or we'd have to drop it from the interview. Usually we don't record them early and hold, because, you know, listen, this is the world <laughs> in sports. You can't really hold stuff. Um So I I think it'll hold, uh, you know, hopefully we don't have any COVID impacting the national championship game. Should be a good one. We'll dive deep into it on uh, Monday. And I guess I'll add another layer to the preview. Not only did this gentleman play quarterback at Alabama, but he played in the NFL as well. Yes, he did. So I think you guys will like that. Uh, Also, by the way, good stuff um, in the comments on Aaron Schatz, who, again, I know a lot of you don't love the numbers-based – analysis. But again, that's where this is headed. I don't want to say that gambling on sports is headed toward the way analytics have overtaken baseball. One of you guys, I forget who, had sent me a decent analogy about how football analytics is starting to get in the territory of baseball where it's like, hey, you want a home run or you want a strikeout. You don't really care about anything in between. You go up there, and you nobody's hitting triples anymore. People aren't stealing bases. Uh, baseball analytics have taken over. And for better or worse, now, a lot of people will argue it's it's not the same thing as it was 20 years ago when baseball was wildly more popular than it is now. That being said, like, I still love to. I went to a baseball postseason game. It was fun. Um, it happens that a guy homered three times in the game, but that obviously uh, contributed to the excitement. It, it, like, yes, baseball is different. I don't think anybody would... Disagree with that. Now, is the NFL headed that way, the way um, the the fourth downs have gone? I, I don't think we're totally headed there. But the whole analytics, just using that as the buzzword anytime you want. I don't know. It, it's interesting. I, I can't see NFL going there. Too many old school guys. Um, I mean, you know, is Bill Belichick an analytics guy? Didn't he get savaged by the analytics community for his Uh, field goal against the Colts. You remember that on a couple Saturday nights ago? Um, Yeah, I I, I don't know. I I really like the NFL. Um, Obviously, as you can tell, it's a big driver for revenue, Uh, clicks, podcast listens. You guys know this. NBA, as fun as it is, juggernaut on social media, it doesn't have nearly the podcast power that NFL podcasts do. It's not even close. I mean, I don't want to say our numbers drop in half. They do drop um, when NFL's over. So it's like, it's tough to tell just how far they fall, but certainly there is an appetite for NFL, you know, probably nine months out of the year, maybe 10. It's not quite at 11. NBA is similar, but it's just a lesser scale. College football, um, college football, oof. It was it was a tough season. It's been a tough two years really uh with the covid we'll see what happens. Um all right, so let me get to we'll just do a quick one today. There wasn't a ton of sports news um Thursday. I think you know, I think we're really done with this Antonio Brown saga. He came out and made all these claims with his agent and then of course the Buccaneers kind of shut it down quickly and instantly they were like, "Okay, we're officially releasing him." And Antonio Brown's like, "Well, I'm going to get surgery for for my ankle which was hurting and It's just a big back and forth, and uh, the scorpion and the frog analogy really holds well. If you missed it from Thursday's pod, just go listen. I'm not going to—I think we're done with Antonio Brown, you know? Guy loves attention. I guess the only angle that you could uh, play, if anybody's interested, and I don't advocate looking this um, woman up in uh, in front of your kids or wife, but there is a woman named Ava Louise. I'm just going to say that name. Um— she is on the Graham. She has a lot of followers. You can guess why. Uh, I can't tell if she's an adult film star or just an OnlyFans person. Um, <laughs> but she goes out and basically calls the Daily Mail and is like, hey, uh, Antonio Brown called me in and snuck me into the bubble for the Bucks before the Jets game. And it goes out and details everything that they did that night. You can imagine what it went down. Um, and oh yeah, I tested positive for COVID. The bucks should get tested. Like just drops this Thursday, I guess, late afternoon. I uh, took a picture when Antonio Brown was sleeping, uh, took, uh, images of their texts, um, before the tryst or whatever you want to call it. And then of course, you know, cause this is what these people do. They, they're desperate for attention. Um, she went and like took a screen grab of when Antonio was calling her after the story went up on the daily mail, just really sorted stuff. It's like Antonio Brown, dude, I, you, it's just a mess. I, I do at that point, I want to point out something. Um, I tweeted out a story I really want you guys to go look for. It was in the New Yorker in September. The title is on the internet. We're always famous. What happens when the experience of celebrity becomes universal? It's really a fascinating read. It's not that, eh, maybe 15-minute read, 10 or 15-minute read. And it dives into exactly this Antonio Brown stuff. People want to be um, famous, but what they're getting is simply attention. And attention is not the recognition that they want. So they want fame, and they want recognition, and they think getting attention on social media for these antics. Like this woman, oh, yeah, I'll go sleep with Antonio Brown. Then I'll call the Daily Mail, and it'll pump up. People will talk about me. You know, it's like that's not the attention you want. It's doing nothing for you. It's bolstering your social media following. And guess what? That's great for four or five minutes. And guess what? Come Friday night, 7 o'clock, this woman... You're going to have forgotten her name, okay? Maybe you want to go Saturday, 7 a.m.? She's forgotten. Who Who was that woman again that hooked up with it? Oh, yeah, I remember looking at her on IG. That's right. That's it. She's done. And then once that fades, that attention that she got, she's going to be like, man, I love that, that, that rush of attention I got from Antonio Brown. How can I level up and what can I do next to get that? And again, you're not getting the recognition. Attention is doing nothing for you. It comes like crack, like a drug. And it's it's really not a good story. And again, Antonio Brown falls into this. Like he's loving this attention. And for a while he can lay low and deal with not getting the attention. And he ain't getting the recognition. I'm sure it felt good to win a Super Bowl and get a Super Bowl ring. It was awesome. That fades. And the attention goes away. And, you know, you talk to former, I've worked with a lot of former athletes at FS1. And they talk about it. It's just like, dude, it's just different now. It was a time in my prime, 10 years being a professional athlete. Everywhere I go, people are coming up to me and then that fades and you're like, so it you got to mentally be ready for that. And, um, this Antonio Brown saga with this woman who I've already forgotten her name, just telling you the story. But, uh, I highly recommend going and finding that story. Um, again, it's called on the internet. We're always famous, uh, uh in the new Yorker from September. Uh, you don't need a subscription or anything to read it, but, um,
0: Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions.
1: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
4: All right, before you get bored, let me give you my NFL picks. So week 18, obviously a messy week in the NFL because, you know, motivation is the big factor. Oh, the... um. Let's see, the Colts, they're more motivated to play the Jags because they need to win to get in. So you got to bet the Colts. And then you look at the number and it's inflated. It's 16 and a half. Like what? Indianapolis Colts, who love to run the football, are laying 16 and a half? On what planet? And so, yeah, I bet the Jags. A little bit, not a big play. 16 and a half, I can't pass it up. And there is some interesting stuff to this game. Obviously, the last time Indy won in Jacksonville was 2014. That's just a fun little note. Um, I could also toss out at you that the Colts have been double-digit favorites four times this year. They covered three of them. Do you want to guess what the other one was? Yeah, it was against Jacksonville at home. And I think – I mean, I know we talked about that game here on the pod – Essentially, they jumped out to like a seventeen nothing lead. I think they had like a block punt or a pick six or something early, and they play with their food for the next hour. And next thing you know, it's like, oh, the Jags have the ball down six with two minutes left. What? Yep, the Colts did not cover, and that's the only Jags cover in their last nine games. Again, Jacksonville just gave up fifty to New England. Are they even trying? Of course not. They stink. They're horrible. You're going to lay 16 and a half. Remember last week, the Niners with a rookie quarterback, Trey Lance, a rookie in what is third start, fourth start. We're laying something like 15 at home against the Texans. Massive number. It was 10, seven early in the fourth quarter. Now, San Francisco got lucky, pulled away late with a couple scores. Um, is Indy going to be trying to pull away late with a couple scores? Are they going to re- If they're up 24-7 with eight minutes left, are they resting Jonathan Taylor if he's made all of his intentives and hit the yardage markers and everything that he wants? You don't need an injury in the final eight minutes to Jonathan Taylor or Quinton Nelson or any important starter. You get out to that early lead, you're resting, guys. You got a game the following week. So, I, I mean, I, I had to take, on principle, Jacksonville, 16 and a half. Uh, other ones. Yes, I did take a mi- little bite of Carolina at eight. I do think Tampa Bay has been a little rattled this week with this Antonio Brown saga. Nobody likes a good a distraction. Um, still no Leonard Fournette. This is a walking, wounded Tampa team. Did not look good at all against the Jets. Kind of went through the motions. I can... Again, Carolina's not good at all. They showed okay last week against a bad New Orleans team. But I can see Carolina hanging around in Tampa Bay saying, you know what, Tom? We, we can go back to back. We just need you healthy. So we'll give you a quarter. We'll give you a half. I think if you like some of these favorites, Indy, uh, if you really feel compelled to take Tennessee, Lang 10 at Houston, uh, there's another big favorite. Uh, any of them, you know. I would recommend first halves. Now, those prices are going to be inflated as well. Just as the full game are for the teams that need to win, um, there's going to be first halves inflated. But I would definitely, like Green Bay is going to come out and probably play Aaron Rodgers, what, two series, just so they don't have three weeks off? And it's funny because everybody said, oh, the Packers will rest their guys. And I said on Monday's pod, no, 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 no. They can't do 20 straight days with no activity. Of course They've got to have Aaron Rodgers and Adams play. At least a series, maybe two. So I would look at the Packers' first quarter. If you really feel like you need to get involved in that, uh, one total that I definitely laid the lumber to, biggest total I've played in a couple months is Cincinnati-Cleveland uh, Cincinnati, under 38.5. Um, unfortunately, I looked just as we began to record this morning, it's 37.5 in some spots. Uh, that is criminally low. If you look at the weather report, the wind is going to be significant. 30 de- uh, 25, 30-degree winds, um, rain, wind, and oh, by the way, no Joe Burrow, no Jamar Chase, no Joe Mixon, no Baker Mayfield. Like It's going to be a- all backups. I can't see Cleveland, who, which is favored by six, which is crazy. I can't see them being motivated on a short week after they had to get motivated for a divisional rivalry with the Steelers. Now, on a short week, being eliminated, you're going to get fired up again? It just feels like a tough spot for the Browns to care. If anything, they're more incentivized to lose. And it's funny. I saw some guys breaking this down on social media. It's like, you want last place in that division. You want the last place schedule. So Cincinnati's won the division. Pittsburgh kind of fighting for a playoff spot. It's a long shot. I think the Ravens are either eliminated or all but eliminated they need like a massive miracle that's not happening. And so if you're Cleveland, you're incentivized to play every backup and rookie you can and try not to win this game. Because last place, even at seven and nine or whatever the Browns are, gets you that last place schedule, which is key. Cincinnati played the last place schedule. And a fun stat that I stumbled upon as I'm looking at the Bengals for the playoffs, they played the worst schedule of pass defenses in the league. So maybe there's a correlation between Joe Burrow's monster year, Jamar Chase, and that last play schedule. Interesting stuff on, on the Bengals. Just I, I I don't think anybody gets to 38. Uh, so I had 38 and a half. I think I'm feeling good there. Um, let's see what else do I have? Um, another total San uh, KC and Denver. Sorry, KC Denver under 45. Uh, now KC can still luck into. Um, home field advantage if Tennessee happens to lose. So you know, Casey's going to play their guys thing is I, I, I this Kansas city defense. I know people are gonna be like, Oh, they can't stop anybody. Come on. We talk about Herbert lit him up and now burrow uh, drew locks, not lighting him up. He's just not, he's not capable. I, I was wrong about drew lock. I thought he'd be a decent quarterback. He's not an NFL quarterback. He's not, we've seen enough of body of work. So Kansas city will go back to holding opponents to like, you know, seven to 13 points. And they will get 27 ish, probably a big ground game. You don't need Kelsey or Tyreek or Mahomes hurt. Um, Edwards Hilaire's out, so you probably a, a gore, Williams. I, I, I think KC opens up strong and coasts to a win. I probably will not be watching this game Saturday.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside and without the right home and auto insurance coverage the cost to repair this could eat up your savings so bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this bundled savings variant are not available in every state coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions
2: there's no distance too far for the perfect trip hi checking in for or the perfect table hey where are you
1: They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Kumo, test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
0: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast.
1: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
4: If you're looking for uh, two teams to tease, I like Minnesota tease down. I do think, yes, I do think that Uh, Zimmer gets his guys ready for this one. Um, Kirk Cousins, I I know there is a bit of a history now of quarterbacks coming off COVID and struggling, but I do like Kirk Cousins in this spot. He actually had a good year. I know know it sounds crazy, but statistically, Kirk Cousins was good this year. This game is not in prime time where he usually shits his pants. So give me Minnesota teased down. I like Washington teased down against um, the Giants, who are gross. And I'm looking at Arizona getting teased down, but... What you want to watch on Seattle is who's on and off the COVID list late today and then tomorrow because Seattle had four defensive starters on the COVID list. Their defense isn't good to begin with, but Arizona should move the ball easily against these backups. Um, I think Seattle can obviously score with Arizona. They've been on a bit of a heater themselves, playing well at least of late. They're not always winning. You know that snow game against Chicago they lost, but um, I think Seattle can hang around. Now the two big games that you guys want to know about obviously – Um, the, the first big one is Niners Rams. And as I said, I I got tickets to it, but yada, yada, yada. Me and another dad started a basketball league for our daughters. Of course, now COVID could play a factor in that. I sure as hell hope not. That would be disappointing. Um, so, I mean, without question, that's the second best game of the weekend. Chargers Raiders. I'll get to in a sec. That's my biggest bet, by the way, Chargers Raiders. Um, I like the Rams here. I know there's money on San Fran, but I cannot back Trey Lance in this spot. I absolutely can't take him. Now, if this number balloons up to, once Garoppolo's ruled out, if it's up to like six, yeah. I mean, this was five and a half. It's down to like four. I know five is kind of a dead number, but I, 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 I've talked about it kind of all week, guys. I've kind of talked around it. I like the Rams. Not just this week. I like them in the playoffs. McVay... The run game. Akers is back, by the way, off the Achilles. He's not going to play a huge role. Sony Michelle running well. Henderson will be back next week off the IR. Offensive line healthy. Oh, here's the fun thing that we haven't seen. Give me a game in the last few weeks where Stafford has played well. And they've, they've beaten down people. Now, he hasn't played well, and they struggle. But they've been winning. I know they didn't beat San Fran earlier in the season. So what you're saying is, is Matt Stafford good? That's what this is really going to boil down to, and you either fall into the yeah, Jay, Guess what? We got like ten years of body of work of him in Detroit. I kind of personally throw a lot of that out the window, and I cited the stat on here about comeback victories. Derek Carr and Matt Stafford are tied for the most comeback victories in the NFL in the last seven years. Most game-winning drive, game-winning touchdown drives in the last seven years. Stafford and Carr. So I'm going to ride with Stafford. I I, I know that sounds insane, but I'm I'm going to take him. I, I, I like them here. I like the. I'm going with the Rams over the Niners. There is some heart overhead involved, and that's always a foolish way to go. But I, I'm taking the Rams. Not a huge play, but my one big play is on the Chargers. Yes, I know I, they let me down in Survivor a couple weeks ago. Man, freaking Chargers! I don't want to think about that game against the Texans. The thing is, I didn't realize the scope of their COVID issues in that game. Um, I think they had 12 guys out due to COVID. By my he- account here on this Friday, they have zero. They're as healthy as they've been. Everybody seems to be back. I think things are lining up for the Chargers to really play well and put a. I think put a hurting on the Raiders. Uh, obviously, it's a divisional game and the Raiders are going to pull out all the stops. But people are all excited about the Raiders. Oh, they won three in a row. Come on, they're getting Jason. Okay, last week, Carson Wentz. Coming off COVID. Okay? Week before that, Drew Locke, who we talked about. And the week before that, people forget Nick Mullins started that game in Cleveland. Raiders needed a field goal in the final like 10 seconds to beat Nick Friggin Mullins. Now they gotta face Justin Herbert. Remember, Justin Herbert in the earlier meeting in I think it was at SoFi, yeah. They were four for five in the red zone, 380 yards of offense, and they rolled the Raiders, who I think were undefeated at the time. This is an offense that should, I mean, everybody's back. Eckler dominated the Raiders. I know the run defense has been better of late. They were really good last week, but you can stack the line and you can contain uh, Jonathan Taylor because there's really nobody you fear on the outside. Who are you afraid of? Michael Pittman. He's good, but come on, afraid of Michael Pittman? T.Y. Hilton? I I like the Chargers here. I don't want to say big. The other, the other number that I have that's interesting. So we talked about the Bills. Remember earlier this week, if you guys go back and listen? Buffalo Bills 0 5 in one score games. Last year they were six and one. Guess who the guess what the Raiders are in one score games this year? Six and two. I know Waller's coming back. Probably he's been practicing this week. Six and two in one-score games, guys. Come on. Do you know how much luck is involved in those one-score games for the Raiders? One of them was the Ra- was the uh, Ravens. That was a total shit show earlier in the season. That killed me. And I, re- it's bad. I-, I know I say this all the time, but I remember the tough beats because I was on the Ravens for that one. That stunk. Uh, that was the season opener. They won in overtime. Um, they beat Miami in overtime. Uh, not a good Miami team. Um one, more one score games. The, the luckbox win over Dallas, thanks to the referees. Um, they lost a one-score game to the New York Giants. Um, they lost a one-score game to Taylor Heineke. And then the last three wins are all one score eked out over bad quarterbacks. So ride with the Raiders if you will. I'm sure everybody's got I got a buddy who is a Chargers season ticket holder flying to Vegas for the game. I mean, this guy's this guy's a bit of a baller. Um I think he's getting a place in Costa Rica yeah (laughs) some of these dudes you know it's man anyways uh give me the Chargers uh significant play I'll be rooting heavily for Justin Herbert plus I want to see Herbert in the playoffs all right guys those are the picks for the NFL week 18 everybody have a safe and enjoyable weekend we got the natty on Monday night NFL playoffs next weekend a couple really good guests we have hopefully on tap for next week we'll talk to you then
3: Zumo Play.